Good morning, everybody. This is Isaiah Cooper with Talking Points. Quick disclaimer before this episode starts. Uh, we lost some episodes. Some of the recordings went bad. Uh, something happened with them. They got fucked up. Uh, <laughs> one of those episodes was supposed to be about Art Bell. And funny enough, uh, just we recorded this episode and then a few days after he passed away. Uh, interestingly, everyone knows the very tragic death of Anthony Bourdain, which we recorded an episode of him in late March, and he mo- uh, recently passed away as well. So uh, just hope that we never do an episode on you is what I'm trying to say here, because that's that's the kiss. That's the kiss of death there. So you might notice that this new episode sounds a little different. Uh, Greg and I are now recording these episodes in person uh, instead of separately and remotely from our own places. So I hope that you enjoy this. It's a new turn for the podcast. It's still going strong. We have a lot of episodes recorded for you guys that we're going to be posting regularly. Please be sure to check us out on Stitcher or on iTunes podcast and continue listening, guys. We got some good stuff for you. So enjoy the show. Thank you very much. Toodaloo. Hello and welcome. Did it spike immediately? Blowing the fucking thing. Blowing it out. out. Oh well. It's alright. Our sound engineer, Devin Bertelli, will take care of it. Here we are once again. Uh, by the time that you hear this episode, uh, there should be there's three in the bank that should be coming out as we calculated it. But I'm here. I'm Isaiah Cooper. With me uh, is my good friend and host. Greg McGinnis, how you doing, Greg? I'm doing all right. Good afternoon. We're like three days before Christmas. I don't know exactly when this one's going to come out, but uh, we got a lot in the can. Super excited about our first app in the new. Do it. Say it. Call it. It's a studio in the new studio. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> in the new studio. Yes. Loving this is it. this is the first time Greg and I are together, physically in the same place, recording an episode. Uh, this should be the way that we are recording it from now on. Um, our, I, I think we're going to see uh, a lot of great things come from this. We, If you haven't known that all 40-some-odd episodes up to this point have been recorded uh, in separate, isolated locations, me at my house and Greg at his, or anytime we interviewed anybody, it was always through Skype, which uh, that could be a fun thing. for. I didn't even comprehend that yet. We can still do that. And bring people in and and um, uh, absolutely have those interviews. But here we are. How you feeling, Greg? How you been? Uh, I've been good, man. I'm feeling good. It's um, you know it's been a little bit of a hiatus. I'm excited that we are back on it because I, I feel like we've got some stuff to discuss. I'm happy about the way things are going. I know our listeners are super stoked to have. A nice, smooth-sounding episode. I can't even wait to listen to him. I'm, I'm definitely our biggest listener, by the way. So if you're listening and you think you're a bigger listener than me, fuck off. Because I am our biggest listener. That's pretty offensive for to sure. Jeff and Nelly because they are our biggest fans. Hey, Jeff and Nelly, this is for you. Because uh, here's the thing. like when, when you do that, when you record at separate locations, how that was working is um, each person was recording 
separately and it was saved so there were two sa separate saved files that someone would then have to go and put together and match them up. Um, and there was always a little bit of problem, some sort of problem with that. Uh, someone's audio sounded different, but now we have one microphone between the two of us, literally, and uh, we're in the same location, so it's one audio file. That we can have, we can we can sign language things to each other about how much uh, how much fun we're having. And uh, what is the what is the American sign language sign for having a lot of fun? I would not have no clue. Did you know there's like different dialects? Did oh, you know really? that? Yeah. No. Yeah. So if you are an, an ASL... Um, like Southern Drawl? There's... Yeah. Yeah. So like people from New York sign faster. And that people people in the South sign a little slower. And there's like even certain motions and like how you do the motions that are specific to region. Just the same as, as verbal language. Interesting. That makes sense. Isn't that interesting? It's yeah. something you just never even think of, huh? Um, I avoid them. I avoid them all together. Yeah, I get very uncomfortable around the deaf. Around but the I mean, deaf people. Have you ever... Have, do you ever... It's a have, choice they've made, though, and I'm not... You it's know, a choice they made to yeah. be deaf, and... I'm not, I ha I'm not assuming their audio status orientation <laughs> in any way. I'm audio inept. Have, uh, uh, I've, I had this friend who was militant against deaf people. He hated them. He, as, a, as an organization? As, a, as just individuals? As a people? As a whole? He, I think he, what it was, he had a bad experience. He knew a, maybe a couple deaf people because you know, and they always have him in like the same class in high school or whatever, just all throughout school. And he knew a couple of deaf kids, and he was always like, "Man, they're the biggest dicks." Like I made them deaf, you know. <laughs> like I, I mean, it's probably not easy to be deaf. So it's probably eat, like after a million bad interactions, you just start telling people to fuck off or whatever. You yeah, know? you're just mad. At life and there's probably like deaf rapists out there too. So someone is like, I fucking hate the deaf. And you're like, no, yeah. you should give me, no, I was you raped, <laughs> massively raped in a real dangerous way. I almost died by a deaf guy. So you fuck off. He didn't hear my screams. He didn't, and he, yeah. I mean, that probably makes them even more merciless rapists. Merciless, yeah. Because they can't hear the screams and they're driving you, even harder to get there. Do you think that deaf people, when, uh, you know, have you ever had those, heard those like certain pitch of like noise that like just vibrates your head like it physically like, it feels like your head's like like what would you be hearing that would put you in that uh, sometimes it's like if I've got a phone to my ear and it's really loud and the ringing like the, the ringing tone almost feels like it's making my head like like buzz back and forth like it's more of a physical thing than it is just the audio like, like the so the thing. phone is vibrating on your ear or are you saying the no, noise the, the is so the noise loud? is so loud it makes it feel like my head is like vibrating you ever get that? I, I don't get that I don't think oh but um well, I'm, but you can continue with what was the? What, no, I'm just. A, I was just wanting to see if it was. Deaf people get that. You think? Yeah. Do you think they get that too? Like, because you know, like if you hear bass, you feel it in your chest. And I've uh, that that I can associate with when you certain sounds come in, you can hear it, you can feel it rather than hear it. But I don't know that I felt it in my head before. No, no. There was a guy on like Shark Tank or something that had a vest with speakers that were like faced faced inward, so your body could feel the music coming. It was for deaf people for like music. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't. You get like booty bass volume eight and just play it right into your nipples. Boom, boom. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think anybody bought it. Probably not. That because because be... it's a good of an idea. It's like yeah, it's for the deaf. It's such a small market. Such a small market. Narrow, narrow market. Real yeah. niche. Real niche. Because <laughs> then I'm, it's but, only deaf people that even care to want to listen to me. But like you know, so I work downtown Bradenton, and every once in a while, you do some dude will yes, 
some dude will drive down the street with like that you know that really potent bass where like he's trying to blow all the shit in his car mm-hmm. it can't be enjoyable when it's it that is. loud when I'm like 50 yards from you and it's still annoying me inside a building and you're driving down the street fuck that guy but what is that like if you're a deaf dude walking down the street and all of a sudden you're just invaded by like vibration like what is happening and then you look and you see the car and you're like oh, it's that fucking guy you know I mean you must be able to tell if you're deaf where the fucking vibration's coming from. You're like Daredevil. Well, be, right, because your senses, your senses sharpen. Your senses sharpen uh, <laughs> if you have one less. And so it would just make sense. They would know. You yeah. Know. Yeah. I like... That's, uh, that's interesting. So... Um, what, it, what life is like as with, without, without senses? Here we are. Guys, this is... I'm, I'm really pumped already. This episode is... Uh, let's see, we're already at seven minutes, folks, and I hope we're doing it for you. Before we go any further with this episode, please, uh, we need to to uh, give a shout out to our sponsor. And, uh, you know, as usual, we always uh, have a, a wonderful, great sponsors. I think the last sponsor I remember, we, we let's see, what are some sponsors we've had? We've had uh, the Candles. Um, Manly Indulgence Candles. Manly Indulgence Candles. Uh, we... Queen, is it Queen Helen? Queen Helene Cocoa Butter was a recent sponsor. Yes, Mount is Saint. It? it was Saint Helen. Was Saint, it was it Saint Helen? Mount Saint Helen. Was it Mount Saint Helen? No. It was some. It was a co- Queen. Yeah. Queen. Queen Helen. Queen Helen. Yeah. Cocoa Butter. Uh, we've had. Oh, what else did have we had? We had uh, Asian harem um, soap. Yes, which uh, you, I can tell you've been using. Once they stop paying us we do kind of block them out so i i wish that i could remember the whole list but uh you know it's a business it's a doggy dog business and um if you're not paying us directly we're pretty much done with you so luckily we have this new sponsor yes and i'm very happy i'm very happy to to, uh, present our new new sponsor the glad trash bag it uh almost rhymes that's what they call a near rhyme don't get mad get glad are you sick and tired of carrying your trash out to the curb with your in your bare hands and your empty fists? We've all been there. Are you sick and tired of, of just having loose garbage in your trash can? Do you do you wish there was an item that you can you can buy to throw away with your trash? Boy, do I have the product for you. Glad trash bags. Not only will they hold your trash, they will make your trash smell like trash with uh, uh, passion with passion fruit on it you've thrown away a lot of lemons cloud yes like. or yeah so you're throwing away the cloud cloud mist uh, they come in many different they've partnered with many different fragrances uh, such as ones with Febreze or Gain laundry detergent um, and it's the perfect thing to buy and throw away the trash bag uh, some wonder why not just wrap your trash in, in money Right? Why not wrap your trash in cash and just throw that away? Like the pilgrims. Like, like our the pilgrims, yes. Instead, go shopping and buy that item just to throw it away. The trash bag. Yeah. Uh, do you use trash bags? Are you a trash bag guy? Or do you just carry your, your I, trash out? You know, you've caught fistfuls? me. I actually have one going right now. Just an odd thing. But I have one that's kind of it's not full. There's some trash in there. I'm kind of probably going to wait a few days. You know, sometimes it takes a few days. But uh, yeah, I got one going right now. So... Very pertinent for me. I'm sure at least some of our listeners have a market for it, which is probably why they chose us. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, we're, we're 
we have a, a trash epidemic trash production ty- oriented type of crowd that would listen to this product so everyone listen to this show everyone so, makes a little bit of trash everyone makes a little bit and of trash. i'm sick of just taking two fistfuls of trash out out to the sick out to the curb at once yeah and then by the time i come back with my other two tr- fistfuls of trash those two fistfuls have just blown down the street you know so Which, what do i do i need something if there was only something i could buy and throw away Glad trash bags. You will be glad to throw these away. You'll be glad. <laughs> We're happy to have them as a sponsor. They're very, Thank you. very generous. We're They're swimming very... in trash bags right now. Swimming in them. Oh. Um, so we, uh, we've we had some... I, I heard that you, you saw Tom Holland yesterday. Last night you saw Tom Holland. I did. I saw Tom Holland on the 30-foot big screen. I went to go see... Do you know how long ago that movie came out? I argued with my son about this. I thought it was fairly recently. It's been fairly. I mean, maybe two, um, three weeks. Okay, not even a month. Not even about, a month. What, what's he saying? Like he was making it sound like, Dad, it's been out forever. And I'm like, I know. I realize like two weeks is a gigantic portion of your overall life. So it might seem like that. But it is in this reality, it's only been a month yeah. tops. I mean, there's a lot of movies that now, uh, when they come out, they don't stay in the theaters that long, but that's a movie that'll stay in the theaters, just like Avatar. It'll stay there for a minute. I have, I have a feeling that Avengers is just going to take over the entire entertainment landscape, and you'll see uh, Avengers do Titanic, and you'll see like a limited plot line drama with fucking Tony Stark flies in and saves them or kills them, and there's going to be all these big superhero cameos because they, every one of them was in this movie. It was over the top. I thought every single Marvel hero that I could think of. Even some that I had not thought of. I was mentioning to you, I haven't even seen Black Panther yet. Black Panther and that whole thing, I guess the whole Black Panther thing was in this movie. So it's like the whole cast of Black Panther was just a tiny subplot in this movie. Then the Avengers movies, Spider-Man was in it. Doctor Strange, for Christ's sakes. Do you even know anything about Doctor Strange? Have you seen the movie? No. It's a great movie. Really? Who's the guy that plays Doctor Strange? Who's the guy that plays Doctor Strange? Benjamin Cumberbatch. Benedict? Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Okay. Ha! I'm not a big Doctor (laughs) Strange guy. You never saw the movie? I knew that it was a comic from way back. I mean, I remember picking other comics around it and not that when I was a child. But uh, he had a fairly large role. You know, I saw a movie last night, too. What did you see last night? Uh, I saw The Leisure Seeker. Are you familiar? No. The Leisure Seeker. The Leisure Seeker. So I go to the Dollar Theater. I don't Which know. Avengers are in that? Uh, it's Give got, me some context. It's got uh, Doctor Strange and Black Panther. And it's like a Doctor lover's <laughs> It's like a lover's quarrel. You know, it's a, it's real edgy, multiracial, gay. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't go to... I don't... I can't... Aff- I don't think... Even if I could afford it, I don't think I would do it. I don't think my heritage would allow me to go to a full-priced movie when there are cheaper movies available. True. I just, I, it would ruin the, the expensive movie for me. It doesn't matter how comfortable it is. I would just be sitting there watching it and going, I could have spent less money. Especially when you buy the popcorn <laughs> for like 50. The big bucket of popcorn at the movies. We didn't buy popcorn, but the big bucket of popcorn at the movies was $15. Have you ever calculated the percent uh, of inflation? Not inflation, the percent increase uh, that is like how much they buy the kernels for versus how much they sell the popcorn for. Oh my god, it's got to be ridiculous. It's like five cents worth of popcorn, and they sell it for 15 bucks. Yeah, so the popcorn itself, um, the kernels, let's say about two cups might make that big bucket, right? Oh, yeah. 
Um, Actually, you know what? It's a pretty big bucket. It might be... No, two cups is a shitload of popcorn. It's probably two, two cups. cups of kernel. Two cups of kernels would make Which one is of those big ones. Which is street value that un, uncut, unadulterated is probably... 50 cents? No. Eight cents. Do you really think? Six cents. Eight cents for, from at base... Because, because there's only like five huge movie conglomerates and they buy the popcorn kernels in like the square acre You're right. of like containers. So it costs... And then they piece. sell it for $15. I mean, so what do you think that fifteen dollars? So that 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 percentage increase, what is that like in the thousands, like five thousand percent? I mean, if it was a buck, it would be a thousand percent. Because let's say it was a dime for the popcorn, for a buck, it's a thousand percent. So fourteen bucks is fourteen thousand percent. It's almost fifteen thousand percent markup. (laughs) It's ridiculous. But to be fair, the movie theater—it's like gas stations and movie theaters are tough business models because they, their main product they don't make shit on. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think the movie theater makes a whole lot in the grand scheme of how much it costs to have a parking lot people doing the popcorn and the ticket ripper guy and then the electricity and then the space and all that. There's a lot of expense that goes right, into right, right. screening movies. So yeah, you had to pile it on, on the popcorn. The popcorn Gas plate. stations are the same way. They don't make anything on the gas. It's all the convenience store. Yes, they want to sell you all that bullshit. I want to sell you bags, packs of gum. Well, the, the dollar... Theater, I can go and... Uh, the one at University? Uh, yes, University in Lockwood. Yeah, yeah. Parkway 8. You used I, to have a Friendly's across from it. Now it's like an uh, Italian restaurant. Yeah, it's a Demetrius. Greek. That's right. Greek. So I go there. Uh, that's my favorite movie. First of all, I love the feel of it. It feels like a, a dirty, gross movie theater, and I love that. And it's if I go to if you go to a matinee on Saturday, it's a dollar. And any other movie in the evening, so like there's 715 showings, are 250 a person. So wow. me and my two hundred fifty percent markup is steep. I would say <laughs> steep. So me and my you know me and my girlfriend we go there and we pay five dollars for the two of us for the movie and then for a medium popcorn it's like five seventy five which are is, is a crazy markup but it's not fifteen bucks. And I mean you've seen Titanic a few times but on the big screen in twenty eighteen it. it's worth two fifty. You know, I'm taking her out. I love it. What well, movie? You, wait, Black Panther's there right now. They have all the. They, it's just okay. like when it, when it leaves the theater, all the biggest ones go there. Um, What's his name's? Uh, for it was there for only two weeks. The was um, who's that director that we we were talking about not too long ago that you like he did uh, like Boogie Nights. No, he did. Uh, <laughs> well, just because I think he has a movie out. Um, I know who else we were talking about. We were talking about Wes Anderson. So uh, yeah, his Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs yeah. was there for just like two weeks, but. You know, Black Panthers has it's got all the same movies. It's just that they, the biggest ones go there, and yeah. they'll put them, they'll leave them there for like two weeks, and they rotate them out. And it's always the movies are always like generally packed. It's been there forever. Everyone loves it. It's, it's oh, great. it's packed when you go like the it's not big... packed. It's not packed, but it's like they they're You're not the only it's never empty. It's okay. never empty. Okay, they're always doing really well. Anyway, so I go to see Leisure Seeker, which is with uh, is a pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good movie. It's like the kind of movie my fucking mom would watch, and uh, it's with. Um, we, to Donald, be fair, by the way, we don't know a lot about your mom, so when you throw out, it's the type of movie my mom it's, would watch. It's the kind of movie anyone's mom would watch. Oh, okay. All right. Well, so there you go. <laughs> it's the kind of movie anyone. Traveling in their family leisure, leisure seeker vintage recreational vehicle. It's like a, uh, what's what the fucking W, the, uh, those, those, va- the, uh, RVs. Yeah. What, uh. I know a exactly the word. A wubba blue. A, 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 <laughs> a um, not a air, son of a bitch. Not an airstream, but a. 
God damn Come it. Come on, we can't. Yeah, they're so pervasive. That's the I word know. you use for like an RV. But it's like, so it's not a fifth wheel. It's like yeah, it's the just, whole thing is, a, is yeah, driving exactly. itself. And, uh, I so, saw one of those flipped over when I was driving home from work. Me too. It was on Friday. Dude, that guy is so screwed. He's he, so done. He must have just started wobbling. He flipped on his side and he was pulling his pickup truck behind him. So that was all fucking. The whole thing torqued and yeah. just went. Bro, I saw that. I was like, holy shit. Winnebago. Winnebago. It was a Winnebago. Yes, good man. Pissed right. me off. To added a half an hour to commute. I was like, I fucking hope he's seriously hurt for being a fucking idiot. Damn, but they weren't. You saw them both stand outside. Oh, did car. you? Yeah, you didn't see him standing no, outside. No, I yeah. just hurl insults. I don't even look at him. I can't. For those who don't know, Greg and I work together now. <laughs> uh, yes, Greg and I work together now, so we have the almost the same commute. Um, I'm a head dancer, by the way. He's just an assistant. I'm a backup. He's an intern dancer, if intern you will. Dancer. I'm the he temp. doesn't get the good songs like uh, I, get. I don't. Uh, but I'll, I'm getting there. I'm trying. Um, let's see. Yeah, traveling in their family leisure seeker vintage recreational vehicle, John and Ella Spencer take one last road trip from Boston to Hem- uh, to the Hemingway House in the Florida Keys before his Alzheimer's and her cancer can catch up with them. You went to go see that? Yeah. So, really, you're just like, what do they got playing the next no, hour? No, I'm one of those people who, if the person I'm with, like, really wants, like, is, like, really wants to see it. I'm just happy to be at the movie. She really wanted to see it? She wants to see, she wanted to see The Leisure Seeker. She wanted to, like, go and cry what and have a good drama? time. Just the drama? She, like, she, yeah, she just wanted to see, it was a good movie with a nice message. Okay. And uh, she just wanted to see the movie, and I'm... Was it I, good? It was a good, it was a well-made movie. It's not, like, if I sat down on my own to watch a movie, I wouldn't flip that on. It was with Donald Sutherland. And, Love uh, Donald Sutherland. He's he's awesome. He was the star. Yeah, Donald Sutherland and his wife is. He must be like eighty five years old. Like, what type of range? Can what are you fucking trying to say? He can't 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 work at eighty. I'm I'm literally saying I think people must have been holding him up for most of the parts and like green screening them out. Anyway, yeah, his legs. He's in, <laughs> he's in a chair in a wheelchair the whole time, and his legs are just green. I feel screen. like I can see the strings of his legs <laughs> as he walks. They got him out like a marionette. <laughs> Uh, it's <laughs> what's Donald Sutherland and what was the actress's uh, and uh, Helen Mirren oh everybody loves Helen Mirren yeah she had this wacky wig in the movie that you don't find out like she's really wearing a wig until you see it with her off and spoiler alert her wig off is so much but she's like short gray hair it looked so much better for her and she looked younger what was the wig it was like this short tight like little bob kind of looking thing but it was like this like burgundy kind of color with her big glasses. It made her look like so much older huh. than her wig and her glasses off. Not a big Helen Mirren fan. I know everyone loves... You just said everyone loves Helen Mirren. Yes, but so, which is why I'm saying... Are I'm, you reneging? I'm not a huge Helen Mirren guy. I know that everyone loves the fact that she's like 70 and she's like ripped for... Is she? She's ripped for like 55. She's ripped for 55. She's in really good shape for an old Oh, lady. okay. Yeah. She's pretty old. She's not as old as Donald Sutherland. He was like graduated fucking high school before Helen Mirren was born okay and she is in 52% of American I'm reading this online right now 52% of Americans dead (laughs) Deadpool things she's not in it wait Deadpool not the film right but that's why Deadpools Deadpools you know that's why his name is Deadpool it's because in the in the actual uh, in the comic book He's in a death pool because well, he's like, he was there. He, yeah, the, so the people where he got his powers in that facility, the people in the facility had uh, had Deadpool's for all the had had a death pool for the people for their their uh, the patients the experiment the the people their their uh, what's that word I'm looking for not patients their patients their subjects subjects yeah like the subjects they all in Winnebago the, Winnebago. <laughs> 
They're Winnebago's. We're in a death pool. And you know you're in trouble, by the way, if I'm trying to fill in the word because I'm. I literally go through conversations with my kids, and like every now and then comes up, I'm like, ah, and they're like, Dad, just move. They on. just become your external hard drive. They, they become your. They extra, do. Yeah, they do. And uh, and they're really good at it too because they pay attention to what you say for better or for worse. <laughs> and they can throw stuff out, and you're like, I, I didn't really say that shit. I didn't How else you were... would you come up with that if I didn't say it? <laughs> I didn't know you were listening, kid. Oh, I listen. No, that sounds so, like a nice movie. I totally get it. Sometimes you go see a movie. It's like a nice, dry, it's a story-driven thing. It doesn't have to be all about the posters and the pomp and circumstance, right? Yeah. You just want to go see a story. And I know. feel like what I've done with this movie is I've done that one, and now uh, she doesn't have a say when uh, Deadpool 2 finally comes to that theater. Um, it's about the points. And you've saved some points. You've earned you, some points. Yeah, I've done That's it. the only rewards card worth having is the all the significant <laughs> other points. That's right. Rewards I'm, points. Hey, you remember Leisure Seeker? Let's go see Deadpool 2. <laughs> oh, you don't want to go see it? Uh, let me see if let me, Helen Mirren and her fucking hour and a half of bullshit wants to see it. <laughs> yeah, get in the car, baby. I get know. in the car. We're going to see Deadpool 2. And you better enjoy it. Now, for real, will you take her to go see Deadpool 2 or you go with... No, we'll go, see, we'll go see it together. We saw Deadpool 1 together. And she oh, you it. did yeah. see it with her? Yeah. Oh, okay. She enjoyed it. Now I understand why you were so hot to try, because we were in the midst of a podcast with me and my brother-in-law. We're talking like, I don't know, what was that, three years ago. You're like, guys? I got to leave. I got an engagement, okay? I'm talking, I'm staring out the window, because my friend Bob is coming to take me to the movies. I was like, he's really overly excited to go see this film with Bob. Now I get it. Now I get it. Well, no, man. The movie was... I like the movie. I've seen. I saw the movie twice though in theaters. You, I know you're a big Deadpool guy. Like You'll it. see Deadpool two. You already saw that in the theaters. No, Deadpool two. No, I'll, I'll wait. wait. I'll wait until it comes out. In the, You'll wait. Uh, he's so. Just so you know, people, he's that big of a fan. Not the seven dollar ticket fan. The I'm telling you, I can't. There's. It's innate. It's in me. It's deep. So his. So it's deep in my, my blood. Here's my impression of Isaiah in like three weeks. Come on, why won't they do a matinee? Why does it have to be at 7 every night? Do a 1 o'clock. Do a 1 o'clock. I can't pay two fifty for a $1 movie when I know there's a $1 movie out there. So that, uh, that'll be my problem. But, um, yeah, that's... Uh, hey, man, I'm, I'm, uh, you were talking to me earlier, and you had some ideas. And I, was, I couldn't help but think, why, why do people hate us? You know? Why do people hate us? It's, you know, it's a good question. We are... What they call the greatest nation on earth. We call ourselves the greatest nation on earth. And do you earth. think that could be a reason why people hate us? Is it because we label... Nobody likes the guy that's good and knows he's good. Well, so success breeds contempt. We know that by strictly by Tom Brady or maybe yeah, what some of the guys from yesteryear. Nobody likes someone that keeps winning, right? But there's more than and that. Then, no and one's knows it flying, and keeps talking about no it. No one's flying their Cessna into Tom Brady's big British-looking mansion in, in Malibu. We're not saying they is. should. And we are certainly not condoning that either. <laughs> We're not condoning if somebody wanted to fire up their Cessna, <laughs> point it right at his man- mansion, and just let go although, of the wheel. Although, we do know we have the plans. If you locked into bedroom 16, <laughs> that's probably the best way to take it down. And make sure you got some napalm in the back. But anyway, it's not about that. And, and what, So this is bridging perfectly into a segment on the show that we're going to start calling Specific Reasons That the Terrorists Hate Americans. So... Here is specific reason number 1,950 that the terrorists hate Americans. friend of mine on Facebook two weeks ago starts talking about this really stupid 
80s sitcom. I think it was 80s, maybe early 90s. Perfect Strangers. Are you familiar with that show? Uh, I maybe no. One not, of the most worthless all. programs ever. A guy comes from a fictional place, Pierce, not Pierce Brosnan. What's that guy's name? Pierce Luis. No. Um, Pierce. I wouldn't know even if you got me this. You would know him if you saw him. You'd be like, oh yeah, that's like a bullshit right. 80s guy. If you if you put Perfect Strangers in, so he comes from a fake place. I I could remember the name of the place, but. But basically, they're just trying to... It's almost like Borat, right? They're making fun of a place, even if it was real. I don't think his place was real. It's about the city mouse, country mouse type of thing. He goes to live with his cousin Larry in New York. And then the whole entire... It's like Bob Saget. No, yeah, like Bob Saget's stupid No, brother. not that guy. The other guy. The guy that plays Balky. The foreign guy. How old is this show? Late 80s. Right? So, my, the gist is... This Bronson... Is Bronson Pin- Pinchot. Pinchot. Yes, Bronson Pinchot. He, he was Mark a, Lynn Baker. Yeah, he Mark Lynn Baker, never a known commodity. Other, he's always going to be the guy from Perfect Strangers because he hasn't done anything since. But Bronson Pinchot was an actor with some cachet. That's what the show was about. He's the foreign guy. He did this funny little accent and all the stuff that he did was... He was kind of like... You know who he was? You'll know this. He was Rose from the Golden Girls. You ever watch the Golden Girls? Mm-hmm. Did you really? I knew you would say yes to the Golden Girls. I mean, I've seen a few. She was the country there. bumpkin. She'd always say, you know, this reminds me of a story from like da da da. And they'd be like, how the hell does that even have anything to do with what we're talking about? And she would throw the little, you know, the moral to the to the story out. And then be like, all right, that kind of makes sense. So anyway, my buddy brings up, he puts a post on Facebook, a clip from YouTube of the show, and then makes a comment, something like, I forgot the show was out there, but it's a great show. You should give it a chance. Like, fucking really? This is what we're doing with our time in 2018? But then another friend of mine from high school posted something else indicating, just to cut to the chase, indicating that he also knew the show very well. And he also had watched it on whatever, Hulu, Netflix, something. And he chimed in with his something. And then the guy comes back and has a retort. So they're basically having this back and forth about perfect strangers not even perfect strangers in general, but like a specific story arc or some detail. Are, now, are they debating it, or is it a circle jerk reverb chamber of "I love it, you no, love no. it too, I love it"? Or are they actually like debating it? Like, what's not that it matters a whole lot, but no, it was certainly not like a love fest about it. They were debating some banal point about the most pointless show ever. I, well, I think it's the debate. I think is is what you're getting at. Is yes, the, is the problem here. I see two or three of these things back and forth go back, and it just makes you think we're in the greatest nation on earth. We have all these options. We can do whatever we want. There's no oppression. There's no minimal struggle. If you're talking about like suburban, doughy, white guys, there's minimal struggle. I mean, you can pretty much do what you want, you know? Which is a problem in itself, by the way. Those terrorists don't know what the fuck I'm going through. It's not easy trying to live up to people that have shit that they have to fight against. I don't really have it. You know what I mean? The remote's right there. That's why the terrorists hate you. Ice cream is right there, always frozen, handily accessible. Right, right, everything is right there. But you know how it hurts my wrist when I try to. Yeah, I mean, then then you get up and you're like, oh my god, my ankle hurts, and you're like, you get on Facebook and you're like, this is bullshit. Mm -hmm. So this is why I'm saying this is specific reason number 1950 that the terrorists hate Americans. This particular conversation about any conversation mm-hmm. about perfect strangers i really didn't have a landing to stick on this one, one yeah reason number 1950 why conversations the, about perfect strangers it's conversation de- debating perfect strangers you're spending your your time yes is that how how useless your time is to you 
which is like we're laughing in their face. We have oodles of time. It's like three amigos. When, you have to have so much taken care of all the way down. You have to have so much taken care of to finally feel comfortable spending your time to be because you don't get any more time. If you think about your, your life as one big long line and you got to chop it up with how much time you spend doing each little thing, there's going to be a tiny little sliver in there that you can pull out and go, and there's that much of it was spent debating perfect strangers. Yeah, and we knew this going in, and we still do it. And it's not the last conversation either of those two dickholes will have about perfect strangers. And you know what's even worse? And that's what makes a guy in a cave with right. the one arm because an American soldier shot it off for whatever the hell reason. That's what pisses them off. And you know what his reason, uh, you know what reason number 1,949 was for him? What? Watching Perfect Strangers. <laughs> now, come on now. They serve it up to us. They serve it up to us on network television. We're only human. We're going to watch it. And you know what reason? I can tell you what, Osama. If you had, what was that? Family Friday? What was it called? Um, God, there was like Freaky a, Friday? No, there was a name for like the shows on... Like NBC on Friday nights. It's right. just traditionally nobody fucking watches TV, so they put the crappiest shows on. What did they call it? That slot? I don't know. It was like it was like the whole primetime slot. It was like On Friday. Steve Urkel. Um Is that Family Matters? Family Matters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can, Osama is steaming somewhere on the <laughs> Oh Osama bitch. You and Urkel. I knew he would pull that. I knew <laughs> the dickhead would pull that. So uh yeah. Reason number nine. 1,948 is uh, the fact that we made uh, is the fact that we made Perfect Strangers. And 1947 is that you on the other end of this microphone knew exactly what we were talking about the whole time. And you probably know what that little block of shows on Friday on ABC was called. It was like It was stupid. Uh, it someone's was... gonna be screaming. Uh, the, the name of the block. How do you? How would? How would you even Google it? What would you? What would you Google to to know that? Well, how could you? I mean, I. I uh, this is another reason. It's basically our entire existence. Just look at anything you're doing at any given point, and that's why the terrorists hate us. Look at you. Like we're gonna you, continually revisit these points because I think. It'll be something fun to... Because I don't like that whole they hate us for our freedom thing because well, that's that bullshit. Is, that's, because it's such an umbrella thing. But at the same time, they were pissed enough that they wanted to crash into those buildings. And there is a hatred there. And it's not because we have done anything to them. Mm-mm. But you know people that piss you off. Yeah. Maybe not to the extent that you're driving around with fertilizer. Although you have a lot of fertilizer in your trunk. And there's a lot of blueprints. I don't want to ask questions. But I feel like it's everyone has those people that hate landscaping. Yeah, my fucking ass. I landscape. My, no, no, my friend, my friend, I landscape. No, no. No, no, I landscape. <laughs> so does my cousin and my brother. We all landscape. We landscape. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> so uh, those are some reasons that we have. Um, so this episode that we're doing here today, what we are going to do is we have so many in the bank as it is. Thank God it's Friday. That's what they call the TGIF. Remember, TGIF. ABC. Tune in for your favorite lineup of perfect strangers. Family matters. Look who it is. Look who it is in the picture. Fucking perfect strangers. Balky and Cousin Larry. It's the worst. It's like, the, it's, what's the worst show? I can't believe we're green lighting this. I like, I, he, I just see on it on the back of his phone here, He's his background is a truck he'll never have. Love that. It's not so much that it's nice and shiny, but I love that grill. That grill. There's something about the it's grill. It's like the yeah. early 80s Ford grill. Uh, my buddy at work just bought a brand new Silverado. 
A Chevy, yeah, his white Chevy. It's it's a sweet truck, absolutely, and it's nice to have AC and like all the, you know, hey Siri, call wife or whatever. But if, <laughs> his Siri just came on. <laughs> but in, a, in an '80s truck, you don't have AC, which is a big deal, and you don't have all those creature comforts, and you got like a knob, and you got like some old bullshit. But there is something to be said for being in an older, like a '70s, '80s, '90s. If it looks nice. It's There's nice. something about it. It's it's the time spent. It's the uh, um, being present with that kind of thing. It's like the whole tea ceremony with in Japan. Like there's quicker, easier ways to make tea, but doing it the old school way, it's supposed to be a bit of a meditative kind of thing. It's the same thing with these trucks. Like you can work on it, you can fix on it. It's a throwback. There's you're something more connected to it. to it. Being more you're connected, more to um, it. present. Yeah. With what you're interacting exactly. with. Exactly. Totally. We we lose a lot of that. I mean, with uh, a lot of our technology and that kind of thing and. It's nice to have to step back, and uh, I, I I wouldn't mind you know at some point in in our future driving will become a luxury whether it's in our life or not. You think so? I think so. I think well, so. At you, some point, you like autonomous driving. You're saying we'll be in vehicles getting from point A to point B, but you won't know how to control it yourself. Yeah. I mean, like or or someone's, totally someone's kids. Happening. It's uh, so actually driving on your own will be like. There's special places where you're allowed to drive. You can rent a car and I drive love the ride at Disney where I get to drive a car. Exactly. They only let you drive like 100, 100 feet and it's in a, a geo storm. Right. Exactly. And it's kind of beat up too. They try and make it really like 2000s-y. <laughs> yeah, like real, like, you know, real throwback. <laughs> and so that's, that's exactly, exactly. So, uh, you know, at some point you can, these cars, a car like that um, will, will be, there's be something to it at that point. Like, oh yeah, my... My, my dad drives and be like, well, we drive. Will you miss driving? I don't really give a shit about driving. I don't give a shit, no. It's I think, and, and, it, and by the time they make it to where, you know, there's people that really love cars. I was never mechanically inclined in that way. I never gave it too much of a shit. Same it was here. just a means to an end. And I think when, when everybody, when 100% of everything is automated as far as getting on, getting in a car and going someplace, getting from point A to point B is going to be so much quicker. It's going to be so much more uh, efficient mm-hmm. because there won't be any stoplights. It's just going to be timed out to where you're just whizzing by each other at like 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll be no stop signs, stoplights. It won't be still be. It won't <laughs> still be cars though. It'll we, be something like imagine. a car. You know why not? Before wheels. I mean, well, have we talked about evacuated tube transport on the show? Yeah. So that's basically what the boring company is doing. Elon Musk. Those will be massive tubes that like they'll walk your your car will sit on a sled and that sled will just go. You know, launch down be this in tube. a tube and they suck the air out so there's no atmosphere no friction sh- yeah I don't think uh, I don't think they'll be I, they might have air in these tubes I'm not I'm not. you'll be in something cool like a Corvette or like a Ferrari yeah, but, or a Mustang so have you seen those have you seen what it is like, well uh, I've seen like the pill shaped like train car type of thing it's almost the exact same shape as the tube with just a little bit of space you know this much of a gap all the way around with just a motor on the back and the thing goes like 600 miles an hour because there's no atmosphere, no friction, and for like a fraction of the overall fuel expenditure, you can travel at a much faster rate, yeah. much further. But then, you know, you're risking your life because if, once you start doing those speeds, what if something happens? An earthquake yeah. breaks the tube open. You're doing 600. All of a sudden, you go down to zero. You wouldn't even, wouldn't even know. <laughs> you would just, yeah, right. You'd be toast. You're just mush. You're mush. Yeah. Uh, so... But uh, I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, it's like you pull onto like it'd be like a parking spot on the surface on the street, mm-hmm. and you pull onto it, and like it locks onto your car, and then it drops down below uh, ground mm-hmm. and puts you in the, and you're on a sled, and then it puts you in the tube and poof, and then you come back up on uh, above ground, and that's 
that's the idea for the so like a roller coaster but your like your car becomes like the roller coaster yeah car? and it's yeah and the yeah and that's kind of what the boring company is doing and there's going to be so you can do it to your car but there's also going to be like public more public transit where you get on like a bus kind of thing it drops down underground uh launches you from point a to point b and that makes more up. sense the public yeah. transportation aspect because i think but i mean if you you're really car, have, like drive from your house to that thing it drops down comes back up and then you drive to the office from from that point yeah but that seems like a lot of work to have people just be solo like we all are when i drive on the highway now i'm always looking to the different cars that are around me we're all one passenger guy and it's like you feel like a dick because it's like i'm driving 45 minutes there's probably a guy that lives five houses from me that works in the same building i do and we're both driving our separate cars yeah i me too 25 I, I miles live, each way i live right down the road from you yeah we drive separate it's a lot of resources that we're wasting mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and then at lunchtime i get that starbucks with the straw that I know is like reason number one thousand nine hundred and fifty-one why the terrorists fucking hate us. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's move into our uh, our Netflix. So yeah, what I was saying, I, I began saying a bit earlier, is that the um, our what we're going to do with this episode. We've got so many waiting right now to be posted. Well, we'll, we'll just go ahead and split this episode up. Uh, we're going to do our Netflix, and then we'll come back. Where because we're, there was and there was, it's been how long? Like almost two months now before we've record uh, since we've last recorded a podcast. Yeah. So been a month since recorded. Like six weeks have gone by since anything went up. So for re- in real time, we're definitely gapped out here. Yeah, we're gapped out. So our our points that we had, our talking points that we had to speak about, we just. Time, sorry about that. Time has gotten away from us, and we have uh, very little research on them. So we'll we'll come back next week, and we'll do our uh, talking points. But for this one, we'll just give you our uh, go through some Netflix things uh, with you, uh, and that will bring us to that game that we've played, or the game that we like to play, where I read to Greg. Do we have a name for this segment? We don't. Let's say it's. Let's call it Guess That Comedian, everybody. That's what our game is right now. It's called Guess That Comedian, where we read the blurb on Netflix. Who's like, instead of whose line is it, whose blurb is it? Yeah, whose blurb is it anyway? Whose blurb is it anyway? That's right. I like that, yeah. Whose blurb is it anyway? Um, I'm going to write that down. That's funny for the, yeah, whose blurb? Whose blurb is it? Who's blurb? Uh, you know what? I just found out. This is a little quick little side note. I, I see we're, we're, it seems like we're doing all right on time. We're right on we can, schedule, man. I think and we this can... This evacuated uh, tube is traveling at 525 kilometers an hour. We're going to land solidly. We'll care about kilometers once Red China takes over because we're so concerned with perfect strangers. Oh, dialogue. Get used to it now, folks. <laughs> I just realized, uh, like yesterday, how similar and almost exactly the same the show's uh, the Office and Parks and Recreation are. It's the same exact show. It's a very similar formula. It's the, the same formula. Even the characters the, uh, are the same. What do you call that one? Like the characters, they aren't just breaking the fourth wall by looking over. It's They're a documentary new, style. It's docu- Is that what they call that? Yeah, it's like, a, it's, it's like mockumentary. Um, so it's yeah. it's filmed in a documentary. They're all aware that it's being filmed it's a, it, and it's supposed to but be... But Parks and Rec is much more like the documentary part is like more of an aside. You never see them get really involved. You'll see Jim from the office sometimes sitting in that chair, and he'll go on for like a minute. Right. But well, they have the, the Parks and Rec. The, they're always the, just like they're sitting in the chair and they're just like, "Ha ha! I really did mean that." Like that's as long as they right. Yeah. They're, and they're that's and chalky. so I remember seeing 
somebody it, it was mentioned at the aside oh it was in um i think it was in that show that we watched big mouth where they they commented on that the the aside where they they do the interview and it's like it cuts right to they're like yeah it's a nice tool but it's a little campy after a while like it's i, I can't remember what the comment was specifically i think it was i think it was big mouth where they where they made a comment about the doing the the aside thing just making fun of the the because there's so many there's so many that do it you know honestly trailer park boys was definitely one of the first just because of how long it's been around do they do that yeah that's how the show's it's because the show is you're right they do do that but it's not like in the office where they always bring you back to that same spot i don't know where that spot is but they always bring you back to that wall they'll get ricky anywhere he'll be in the quickie mart right yeah and they'll just catch him right there and he'll be like i don't give a shit man i've already been in jail seven times i'll (laughs) go back i'll go back to jail sometime doesn't even fucking matter i like it in there anyway I get three meals a day. They, <laughs> I get to shower. You know, like, <laughs> it's it's a yeah. And the premise for that one, I like. That's the only show that I've I've watched where they actually give you. There's actually a bit. Parks and Rec or Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys, where there's actually a bit of a backstory for why it's being recorded, and it's that uh, Julian goes to a fortune teller in the movie. So there's a movie that before the show ever came out, he goes to a fortune teller. The fortune teller tells him that he's going to die. So he takes the rest of his money and he. Uh, this is the hires, original movie. The original, it Which was is in called black what? and white. I think it was Trailer Park Boys or it's something. It's from like the 50s, right? This is like post-World War II. They beat the <laughs> yeah. Nazis, they came back and they made the Trailer Park Exactly, they made Trailer Park Boys, the original. <laughs> but, and so that's, and he goes up and he hires a company to follow him around and, and record his last days alive. And that's that's why there's people hanging around recording, uh, doing this documentary. Okay. Uh, but yeah, in the office, there's no explanation as to why they're recording them the same thing with Parks and Recreation yeah they never mentioned why, they, in the why is it a documentary why are they documenting these people that work in this paper company or that work in Parks Parks and Rec in Pondy, Indiana you know right but uh, it's the same exact show like uh, Amy Poehler her character is the exact the same Michael. as Michael Scott it's she the is. same fucking thing that like point clueless to the world clueless to the world puts an over uh, an over emphasis on the value of her position mm-hmm. without understanding how useless she actually is right. exactly you're right those are perfect parallels it's the same thing and then Chris Pratt the guy that's from Guardians of the Galaxy her boyfriend uh, the ones not, not Amy Poehler's oh, no, no, boyfriend no my favorite one's boyfriend um, who was also in the office she's also in the office yes um, I don't know her name in real life you know who her dad is no, Quincy Jones. I don't. You know her name is what? Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. Let's That's look Quincy, up Quincy Jones's daughter. She is super hot, by the way. Let me look up Quincy Jones. Yeah, so she, uh, he, Chris Pratt is basically Jim. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's you can really grab a character and and match them back and forth. It's the same fucking show. It's crazy. Now you're catching me with this right now, like on the fly. So I'm not. I don't want to go on record on the internet saying that Chris Pratt is Jim. It seems like an obvious connection, but when I think about it, what about the Indian guy? Isn't I wouldn't he call a him Jim. better Jim. No, I would call him the Temp, the BJ, the, the Novak guy, the Temp from the Office, the guy that ends up building up. He he ends up going to corporate. BJ getting, Novak is that? I don't know his name. I don't yeah, know yeah. any of these people. Quincy Jones. Oh, so she's. I didn't know she's. Uh, her Quincy Jones. Yeah, he's a he's a black feller. Uh, let's say BJ Novak. Let's see if that is his name. BJ. He's, he's a very funny guy, B.J. Novak. He did a lot with it. He was the yes. guy, he was the yes. guy that Michael, Michael Scott loves, and he never right. really contributed shit. Ever. 
Um, what's her face? The Indian girl on the show loves him. Yeah, they're despite him being a total dick to her. And they, they hate each other, but they're in love with each other back and forth throughout the whole show, yeah. all the way to the end. Uh, is there a Dwight? Is there a Dwight on Parks and Rec? Or am I going too far? I feel like Dwight's character is, uh, is Dwight's no. character is actually like is is a um, a Kramer character, but it's not. They're not the same, but it's this. It holds the same place as that outrageous person who is also uh, fucking Nick. Nick. Um, uh, Swanson, Nick Swanson, is it Nick Swanson? It's, no, it's not. It's, it's you're conflating Swanson Nick Swanson. Right. Well, Swanson is is his name in the show. Um, but his real name is Nick Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Yes. Nick so Offerman. Nick Offerman, that's your Dwight. Yes, he does feel overtly that manly, over the top, so manly that he gets rid of like social norms, like almost autistic in a way. That's him, but but Dwight is almost autistically autistic. almost manly. Uh, autistically manly. That is it. They're both autistically manly. I like that you just pulled that out. Nice. <laughs> what brought us into Parks and Rec? Because uh, we're talking about Netflix, and I thought about how I watched an episode or two of it last night, and I've been watching The Office. It's a, it's a pretty decent show. I like Parks I'm, and Rec. That's the thing. It's it's a great show, but it's The Office and, and Parks and Rec are the same But show. I always say the same thing. When a, when a group comes out with an album, you love that album. The second album... It goes two ways. Either they never come out with some different thing that's also awesome. Mm-hmm. They come out with some different thing. You're like, that's when they start to suck. Yeah. I like the first album. If they come out with the second album, it's almost the same thing. But it's like, so is. But Parks if I like, Rec if on I the like same channel, f- on the same channel as Office. Yeah. Oh yeah. NBC. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. But here's the thing: if you like The Office, they only made a finite number of episodes, and it was done. Parks and Rec is just a slight permutation of The Office. I totally agree with you. The formula is very similar, and it's also pretty funny. So it's like, it's just like extra Office. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do when I finish The Office. I'll probably watch. Well, for the kids out there, it's like you bought an expansion pack of The Office, and you have new maps and characters. (laughs) The fact that you know that. I got kids, and I need you to know it. I'm in. I'm cool. I know what's going on with the kids. So <laughs> that's funny. So uh, let's let's go ahead. So uh, yeah, I brought that up just because I started opening up Netflix, and they got both. They have both of those shows on Netflix, and um, so yeah, I've watched. I've been watching The Office. I'm almost. I'm almost finished. I started when I started at With the, the whole at run? The job. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I fit. I, I was like, I'm working in an office. I might as well watch The Office. And I'm almost done. Shit. So uh, well, I watch like four or five a night. Just you know, nothing. Not a big, huge commitment. You know what I mean? I take a piss in view of the TV. If I have to shit, I wait until I'm at through episode four, or I'm going to lose the whole thing. I cast it, yeah. But it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? In the terms of my overall entertainment, because it's just four or five episodes a night. And I and if I I'm casting it on my TV, yeah. And if I got to go take a shit, I just put it on my phone. I sit on my phone while I'm eating dinner. And there was a commercial. Now you make me think of a commercial that was on for. It was during football season. I think it was a. TV commercial, like you know, for a TV manufacturer, but it was making um, a joke about how intense European or South American guys are about their soccer. So the guy's walking through his house, and everywhere he goes, he's got a TV on. He's looking at the TV in the living room, then he's going to go in the other room, there's a TV there. Then he goes into the bathroom, there's a TV in there. Then he opens a drawer to like get his socks or whatever, and there's a TV in the drawer, you know. That's mm-hmm. what just made me think. Exactly, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not too committed, but I'm just you, you know. It's just like it's just like five apps a night, peeps. You know what I mean? It's like three hours. What's three hours? So here we go. I'm gonna read. So now we're, let's get into our our Netflix game. All right. Uh, this is where this is whose blurb is it anyway? Where I read to you, Greg, 
the comedy. Uh, uh, it's a stand-up comedian, and this is the description. And you have to guess the comedian. Okay. I'm really good at these. Blank, blank. Tanks takes the rage in Brooklyn for sorry. Carrot Top Johnson. Carrot Top Johnson. <laughs> blank, blank takes the stage in Brooklyn for a comedy special filled with searing observations on fatherhood, infidelity, and American politics. See, that's the kind of one I'm talking about. Like, it doesn't narrow it down. I know. It does nothing. I gotta know which comedian did his most recent special in Brooklyn. I'm gonna say... Bill Burr? No. He wasn't in Brooklyn. Uh, Bill Burr is is, is a Boston guy, so I don't know if he would ever... You don't think he would do his in Brooklyn? You're right. I mean, he would... A lot of those guys, if they're gonna go back that way... You're right. Brooklyn is gonna be... uh, You're right. That should have narrowed it down for me. Michael Che... I don't even know who that is, bro. Fuck. <laughs> I think that was my science teacher in the ninth grade. He was very funny, though. <laughs> he should do a special in Brooklyn. Um. All right. I. Oh, this is a Dixon Ticonderoga. Talking about the. Pencil. How about this? You got to give me initials on this one, so I don't drag it out with the poor guesses. Cr. Cr. There's somebody right now, if anyone's listening to this, screaming the name. Can we read it to you again? C-R- yeah, read it to me right, again. Let me read it to you one uh, one more time. <laughs> I figured it was Chris, because what else is a C, but I can't. Oh, bro. Takes to the stage. And I, almost gave, I almost gave it away. Takes to the stage in Brooklyn for a comedy special filled with searing observations on fatherhood and fidelity. And American politics. See, that's that's what I like. This one really does not narrow it down. Chris, Chris. Rock. Yep, Chris Rock. Bam! I should have almost. That. I almost gave that one away. So let's do let's do two more. And but you didn't have to give it away because, like I said, I'm really really good at these. He's really good. He's basically a pro. He's the LeBron James. A lot of guessing. guys in the Olympics when they do this, they get like seven guesses. I usually do it in like four, which is like Mossad level shit. You know what I mean? It's really fucking good. It's really good. Okay, right. ready? I'm ready. America's America's king of clean comedy delivers wicked funny jokes. Jim Gaffigan. Did we do this one? No. I, I just, think we did. He's America's king of clean comedy. King of clean? All right. Well, that one's... I have two young boys who are starting to get into that nefarious age where you... Like, I watched um, uh, Something About Mary. You mm-hmm. familiar with that movie? Uh, I'm familiar. You may not remember it as... What's the word? Body or raunchy or dirty? But watch it with a twelve-year-old, and it gets extremely questionable. Um, it gets uncomfortable, yeah. And then at the end, when your son looks at you and says, "Dad, I don't know what you're worried about. I knew everything that was going on." The whole time <laughs> you're like, you know? oh. So now I know for sure that was a terrible yeah. parent. Reason one thousand nine hundred fifty-six <laughs> why the terrorists hate us. All right. <laughs> okay, so in hit in this unrestricted jaunt through a gleefully filthy mind, comic blank blank. Offers a personal perspective on romance, desire, and sexual proclivities. Jim Jeffries. That's surprisingly close. Fuck. Like, really surprisingly close. I almost picked Jim Jeffries. I almost did. Oh, it's almost close to your guess. You're saying the blurb is not close, but the comedian's close. How about, um, uh, what's his name? Out in Arizona. Doug Stanhope. I like the I like your tra- I like your train of thought. You're thinking in the right I direction. I really like Jim Jeffries. Fuck. Um, 
You, it's 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 like that in a way, but you, when I tell you the answer, you're gonna but be like, But he doesn't ah. drink women's piss by the court. That's his I mean, thing. That's his thing. That's a line that will stay with me forever. When he was on Marin, and he was like, "So you do the whole pissing thing, Golden?" He was like, "Yeah, I do." And he was like, "Who, Jim Jeffries?" Yeah, that's like a, a thing. Okay, he drinks piss. I'm not gonna define him by that, but he. So Marin was kind of joking around and dancing around the corners of it. At some point, he went, "So what's?" You know, she's peeing and you're in the bed. He goes, what's the cleanup situation like? You ready for this answer? This will stay with me probably till like my deathbed. I'll have to confess. I'm very excited. He said, it's like a, you go to a place and you get a really expensive meal. What do you mean? There's no cleanup with that. It all, you you take it all in. And I was like, I don't know that I'll be able to really. So Jim Jeffries is out there drinking piss. Guzzling it. Yeah. Like. With his wife? Is he married? Yeah, he's married with a kid named Hank. He does it all in his stand-up special. His wife was used to be a model, too. She, this was probably a couple years ago, so... Yeah, yeah. This, I, don't I know think that special was... has got to be... Yeah. Don't, here, let me, you want me to read it again or just give it to you? Initials. J.N. Norton. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. See, I told you how close you were. You were very, very close. You were very close. That was fun. All right. Well, so, uh, let's. That was that was a good game. I like. I like. We got to do these in, in short little. Spurts. Those aren't my guys. Those guys that are like super honest and truthful, but have lives that are so. Di- I'm like I'm suburban babe in the woods. Mm-hmm. Those dudes that were born in like these crazy situations, that have had these. You know, Jim Jeffries had a hell of a fucking story just to start his life. Really? I, what? Uh, what's he just had like a not just a broken home but like I'm not going to put on the internet what I think I remember about his story why not just tell you just tell tell me I feel like I feel like he was raised by like absentee parents and maybe like by like a hooker in a brothel from like a young age or like there's some element of and that's Australian Jim Jeffries yeah hell of a story like nothing like mine at all so it's not like I don't think he's funny, but he just tends to stay in that. I don't know. It, you know, and that's not even true because when I watch a special, I definitely laugh at a lot of the stuff. But I feel like I don't know. He's not on the top of my list for a guy that I would want to listen to. You know, I was uh, for Christmas last year. I drove up to Georgia and back, and while I was in, the, I drove with my father. And while I was driving, I had Pandora radio on my phone, and Jim Jeffries was. Uh, Jim Jeffries kept coming on, right? And it was horrifically uncomfortable. Graphic. graphic. Very graphic. And my dad just was not enjoying that at all. And I didn't, you know, I didn't, and I just let it keep playing. I just let it keep playing. I was like, well, we're both adults. We know what's going on here. Uh, but it just got too bad. I started feeling bad for him, so I turned it off. Um, <laughs> like, I was less uncomfortable than he was. And, uh, but but you were still uncomfortable enough. And you were like, well, I think we're both uncomfortable enough that we can uh, move on from we this. We can move on to this, yeah. So, uh, we, our last Millennial Book Club that we did, uh, which is just fucking watching Netflix, um, we watched, uh, no, we watched, well, yeah, we, we, one, the one before that, we watched Special Correspondence. Before that was that, um, that teenage one, the, the, Worst. Everything sucks. Everything sucks. Everything sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then we went to it was our first movie, and it was a movie with Ricky Gervais and yeah, what's that guy? Eric Bana. Eric Bana. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Bana. I got it right here. So uh, 
When they lose their passports, a bickering radio team invents phony reports from a combat zone in a ruse that becomes increasingly complicated. Um, so, yeah. What do uh, you think of it? It was entertaining. It was entertaining. Did you watch the whole thing? I watched the whole thing. I, I couldn't get to the end. I watched... How uh, far did you get in? Right when they start, I, I could see what was going to happen. Hold on. You lost the passports, idiot? What are we going to do? I'm like the most aggressive son of a bitch in the world, although I picked this job because I really wanted to be a reporter. doesn't even make any sense. And you need to fix this. Hold on. I have some South American neighbors above the... De- and I was like, are you really? This is the movie that we're going to be fucking subjected to? So as soon as they went to the apartment and did the first uh, like on-location report from that apartment... I was like, I, I get it. They're going to get a little bit more involved. Mm-hmm. Maybe the guy, they're going to almost bump into the boss. Oh my God, we almost are at the train station. And they did like three or four iterations of that. And I was like, I, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I, I like Richard Reyes too, but. I, I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, I would put it in the category. Uh, I enjoyed it. There was definitely uh, some things with the movie where I was like, man. That doesn't jive with me. That doesn't make sense. It's it's realism for me. Uh, when characters make choices that I don't feel they would make in those situations, I don't care how crazy and insane the situation is because that's what gives the movie its excitement. But because you, to be real, life is fucking crazy. That, that whole fact, a strange uh, fact, is stranger than fiction thing is so true. We find that over and over. But when people are doing things that are not realistic for mm-hmm. the the characters the, the response to the stimulus that they're creating that Eric Banner character was just not realistic for me that was he was just, just so over the top uh, aggressive yeah and it was just really strange it was very strange and I didn't like some uh, how they portrayed the um, like the Colombian people that lived in the yeah, they were so stupid. They were so stupid. It was insulting. It was insulting. Ins- they were insultingly stupid. And Ricky had- was funny, though. Ricky played Ricky. He always does the same goddamn guy. Ricky is... Okay, this is a testament to how great of, a, of an actor, how amazing of an actor I want to agree is. with that. I want to agree with that because I like Ricky. His acting is phenomenal. Have you ever seen... Um, you got to... Eh, oh, no. It's just a little trying to run away. Have you ever... Down in the cave. S- yeah. Have you ever seen... You're good. Uh, the movie, or the, it was a series, uh, a series where he played. Um, it was called Derek. Did you ever see Derek? I didn't see Derek. Are you, do you, are you familiar with what I've it is? I've heard of it. What was the deal with it again? So Derek works in like a an elderly home. Okay. But he himself has like is, has like a chromosome kind of gone. He's a little. Meh. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And even uh, Carl Pilkington. <laughs> His chromosome just a little uh, off kilter. A little off kilter. <laughs> he ain't normal. But his he he does such a great job in that. It's very touching, very well done. It's humorous. And it's uh, it's not dirty or raunchy or any of that kind of stuff. And it's it's just it's wholehearted. He's an orderly in an old folks home. That's... I believe I'm pretty if I'm remembering correctly. And yeah, and like the janitor is Carl Pilkington, who is really good. And that's his like buddy. That's, that's the, his buddy in real life. That's uh, the Carl travels the world. Dude, idiot. that's one of my what is idiot, it? an idiot abroad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the moaning of life. The moaning of life is another one that he did. Another series. All of those are fucking brilliant. I love that. I but, like Ricky in a lot of stuff. I think he's funny. I think he's a dick. I like that he's a dick, though, because he's he's being self-referential about what we expect a guy like that to turn into when he comes to Hollywood and gets all the money thrown at him, and he's got 
bling and fucking Ferraris and like blondes throwing it. That's the guy he's playing. He's responding to what we what we expect. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. oh, you think that's what it is? I can do that all day, baby. I do that all day. I'm looking at the camera. I like that. I yeah. liked him in extras. He can be so self-deprecating that you know... I, I don't think most people can be... Can play self-deprecating without being someone that a comedian. Really does be a comedian and like really right, which is typically someone that has a low self-opinion. They're very humble. They they're super self-aware. Every the people that are like the Eric Bana guy, for example, was trying to be that guy that he's glass. Nothing get nothing penetrates. He's like super confident no matter super what confident, happens. Super confident, charismatic. Aggressive, right? And but then a cyst white male gendered the, privileged. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. He's the stereotypical asshole, and that's. I don't think that's hard to play because it's very no, no. blank. Yeah. But the character that Ricky played was constantly self questioning and getting abused. Mm-hmm. You know, mostly verbally, but you know, like his life started to really suck and. He just does a good job. His with that office, role. Ricky Gervais, in in his original character as the, in the Office. You liked him in that character. Yeah, he he did such a great job at making you just hate him and cringe at who he was. But that's not him, though. That's no, like, no, no. That's that what I'm saying. That's character. what shows you how good of the an actor he is. That he has. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. range he plays somebody who's got like borderline Down syndrome to somebody to playing this actor on, and that's what makes a great actor. Yeah, it's yeah. like he convinced me to to hate him. And because he was just such like a, a an oblivious jackass yeah. in the office, and and it was it's great like Michael, uh, um, sorry, uh, yeah, Michael Scott or or Steve Carell, even in the first couple episodes, they're very similar to the original series on the BBC, uh, almost the same lines, but it, he just plays it a little differently. Doesn't do the same job as making you almost like hate him as being such an arrogant, assuming more of his position. Thinking he's hilarious and like he's he's like you know most of my job I would say is it's mostly comedy mostly humor and <laughs> they rely uh, on me to keep they rely things on me funny. To keep things funny I'm very funny yeah but just and and you can see like his choices as an actor like these little things like where he would always like grab his tie and kind of like pull on it it's like such a brilliant little character choice that little thing that adds in that little tick and you're like God you're fucking brilliant man you're great. But uh, he really, Derek is great. I love the, the show Derek. I think Derek because I, like, I watched so much of The Office and I was so enamored with The Office that I've had a hard time getting into the British office. I mean, I've so, seen yeah. a few, but like, I, I realized that came out first, but I'm an American office guy trying to watch the British office to like. It's not, you can't. It doesn't and really And I can't because I don't give it the. You know the due. British office's gym? Yeah. He has his, his skyrocketed. To really, just, he because he is the epitome of an English person. Like, oh no, that's no, a very different want, character that, too. By the way, the Michael Scott I think and Ricky Gervais thing. He they are doing a fairly similar oblivious yeah. jackass super high. But you don't think guy. Jim and that guy are? It's the same. You don't think it that's the is, same? but I feel like they're different because Jim is. I might not be. I I haven't seen a ton of the British office either. But right. what I saw, I was like. I don't think they're the same guy. I mean, just like the Dwight guy is not the same. I mean, they have the same lines. They want him to be the same, but it, then it, that's what See, comes what, down to acting. They're playing the same guy, but in a different culture. You yes. know what I mean? Whereas yeah. Ricky and, and Steve Carell are playing the same guy. Doesn't matter where. It, mm-hmm. it just kind of translates. Every In the click, in the desert of South Sahara, you know, 
where they speak the click, there's a Michael Scott. <laughs> do you speak the click? <laughs> I do. But I mean, fluently. But the other characters, I think, like the Dwight guy, I think they're playing the same guy, but the British Dwight essence and the American Dwight essence, they have to be played differently. Yeah, you know? they have to. And, and it's actors. It's actors' choice. They can, If you give the same script to 10 different actors, in theory, yeah. those 10 different actors will Which have Which I never characters. believed in before, but you're totally right. I mean, you can give it to 10 different guys. And they're always going to play that. They're One guy is going to be way better than the other guys. They're going to be way better. They're going to take different directions. And that's the beauty of acting. And that's what makes acting such a great thing is, uh, yeah. So, I can't read upside down. Can we, can we, can we pause? Yeah, actually, everybody, we're gonna pause real quick. Which we're not—you're not gonna notice that we're pausing. We're gonna, but get we're a gonna badass take a, musical interlude. But we are going to take a quick little break here, everybody. Thank you much. All right, we are back. Uh, this episode is almost over. Anyway, so what we're gonna do is we're just gonna wrap it up and give um, give special correspondence with Ricky Gervais and Eric Bana, our. Uh, our system and if you remember our system is our official rating system official rating system is gotta watch it uh watch it if it's there or go ride a bike essentially um absolutely go out and watch it right now or if somebody's like hey i'm gonna watch this movie agree to watch it or just completely do something with your time don't ever waste time is basically i'm giving it a very solid go ride a bike go ride a bike yeah it's and you know, just didn't do it for me. I'm I, I'm almost upset with myself. I'm being so easily convinced. I was gonna give it a solid in the middle, like if somebody wants to put it <laughs> a on. A solid in the middle. A solid in the middle. A somebody, solid. It doesn't totally suck. Doesn't totally suck. But his his your 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 opinion was just so strong against it that uh, I'm I'm gonna give it the same. Uh, yeah, don't waste your time. There's better things to there's better things to do. So I feel bad. I feel like I pulled you into it. I've just I've watched a million movies in my life. I've walked away from like twelve, seriously, fifteen. So there you go. That's I've, my fucking real rating. I walked out of um, I walked out of Napoleon Dynamite. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's like a that's like a face palm later because you feel like, oh my god. I like I went to it and I walked out of it. That's yeah, awesome. I, w- I was in middle school. And me and my friends, and it gave us, it gave me such a, this feeling of discomfort that I just hated. Like, I lived in a place that was similar. Too to, soon is what it was. It was, uh, it was too, too soon. soon. <laughs> it was too soon. I, I had lived previously to a, in, in New Mexico that had the same feel, that like dried, crunchy grass and these barren houses. It always kind of looks hot. People there's throwing steaks at you. Throwing steaks. There's not much going on. It's just kind of... Are they... You're like, are they putting cameras around my house? <laughs> this is like a documentary on me. I'm walking out. <laughs> Gosh. Right? And so... Uh, and it was just... It was very uncomfortable. It wasn't enjoyable. And I didn't find the humor in it until much later. And it was one of those things that once people kind of started quoting it and like... I jumped on board and I liked it, but yeah, that was like one of the only one of the only movies I walked out of. But uh, so Greg and I both sat down together at Starbucks before this is going to be a regular thing where we kind of go over our uh, go over the the episode before we do it. We hang out and we find people that want to know what the word campy means. You know, yeah. we, we try and do our best to explain that was to his Rando gift. Fox. That was this okay. So basically, okay, let's explain. We're sitting at Starbucks today. I almost told that guy to fuck off. That's where I was at when I when that guy said, "Excuse me, can you guys tell me what campy?" Because this is because this this is what happens. And this is first of all, let's explain what happened. We're sitting there and we are having by uh, uh, it may it be a a public in a public forum. We were definitely having a private one on one conversation at our own table. 
And this guy sat down. And I thought uh, I had to start talking about a brown that I had just made when I like I came back. <laughs> a brown. I had come back from the bathroom and I started talking about my experience in the bathroom, and he immediately jumped up and left. So I thought he was done. Uh, but then a little bit later, we continued talking about the episode that we were about to record and like what things and. We said something about it being campy, and this guy pipes up. He sits like he's sitting like a couple tables away, and he goes, "Excuse in a, me." In an outside space with a lot of open square footage, it's like five people outside. We're sitting facing each other. He sits five feet from us, facing the both of us. Both of us. He could have sat facing. Which is fucking way. really annoying. He had a hundred other seats. A hundred other seats. Yes, I feel fucking the same. annoying prick. Reason number one thousand nine hundred and seventy why the terrorists hate us. That we guy. want so, that guy, and reason number seventy two is we want more space. Uh, and we think we deserve it. Yeah. So he uh, pipes up and he goes, "Excuse me, what is what does campy mean?" Which, first of all, he just basically went, "Hey, I've been eavesdropping this whole time, <laughs> and I do, I can't follow along. Could you help me? Could you give me a footnote for the word campy?" It really pissed me off. I it's was... like, dude, you just you basically just told us that you're 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 eavesdropping on our conversation, and yeah. now, and then once we told him what the word campy meant, which. First of all, that just really shows his level of cognitive ability, you know. It's not a very challenging It's not a challenging word. Uh, word. Uh, and he and not to say, you know, nothing against him, you know, he's probably a very nice guy. But uh, right after we told him what that was, we both went back to what we were doing and did not invite him further into the conversation. <laughs> As it like like I'm pretty sure he thought was going to happen. And he and he got up and left. What uh, you missed while you're making you brown was I had to sit there and listen to this guy on speakerphone talk to his buddy for like 10 minutes about... Sweet. So you were eavesdropping? No, I mean, I'm sitting there and I was trying to look at stuff on my phone and he was very loudly on a speakerphone. Who, who fucking is sitting five feet from some, someone else in a public space, puts their phone down and is talking to the speakerphone? You never do that. That's the mark of a terrible person. The conversation they had was so re- annoying... <laughs> I just I couldn't even look over at the guy I was like this guy's dying for me to look over at him to give a crap about anything about him and I couldn't like with all of my being I was like I so don't care what you're talking I about was what so was he talking about I was so annoyed I, you know I listened to a little bit of it it was like something about his diet like he's gonna and he was like a skinny dude by the way So he, but he was like his buddy was telling him I was gonna lose all this weight if he goes on this diet you just wanna eat eggs not this stuff and he was like, I don't know, man. I just... It really pissed me off. It really pissed <laughs> me really off. really telling. So it the fact that he yeah. chimed in later, I was just looked at you and I was just like, I just want to tell this guy to fuck off. Dude. But what are you going to do? <laughs> and you know what's do? funny is uh, I like that that's your reaction because, you know, a lot of times that's that's my reaction as well. And I feel like sometimes I'm alone and I'm a little too aggressive. And when I... Like with my girlfriend, like something like that will happen and she'll like very nicely answer it and I'll turn to her like, I would have never said it that way I would have been very stern with that person and been like bugger off I've, you're not bugger a off. You're a fucking part of bugger this off, bugger off motherfucker bugger off motherfucker you're not a part of this get the hell out but yeah, that is if I would have known he had his that is the mark of just a terrible uh, somebody minimal who, social skills minimal, you're struggling you got you're struggling if you've got your phone uh, I if you got your phone on speakerphone in a public place and both of your hands aren't occupied doing something very important. Right. Uh, you're a bit of a. And you better have a very succinct conversation like, hey, I'm on speaker because I'm at this place. Um, Are we going to go? Is it a six or seven? Not wrap this it up. Really yeah. annoying. 
five minute thing because I was sitting like, there twiddling his thumbs above the speakerphone phone. Yeah, yeah, you're on speaker. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> uh, well, great. Can you tell me what camping means? So yeah, uh, no, you you have a cell phone. Why don't you Google it instead yeah. of telling us that you're yeah. eavesdropping? Google yourself and then go figure out what camping means. If you're gonna eavesdrop, you don't tell the people that you're. Hey, I'm having trouble following along with this conversation I'm not listening to. <laughs> Dude, it's, just, it's just so ridiculous. And then he asked, and he didn't just Google. Uh, I couldn't help but notice you guys were having... I was having a conversation earlier about my diet. Do you guys want to hear about that? This, he, yeah, it's just a guy. Whatever. That guy? <laughs> Besides that guy, we did, we did come up with what our next <coughs> millennial book club subject is going to be yes the next so if you guys would like to follow along um you know we've we've probably actually already watched this by the time uh by the time you hear these episodes we like i said we we've got some episodes backlogged here but uh the show that we've chose we chose to watch next and to discuss on the next episode is this baffling true crime story starts with the grisly death of a pizza man who robs a bank with a bomb around his neck and gets weirder from there uh, evil genius. Evil genius is the four-parter for four part, season one. Yeah. Uh, so yes, season one is a four-part. Before even you haven't seen any of them. Haven't seen anything. Before that, let's make a guess. It says four parts about this one thing. Season two, if they get picked up or whatever, it's gonna be a totally different, strange crime story. It won't be the same guy, obviously. You think so? Well, I think they're I following know. a very specific crime story that is real. That really happened. Uh, but will they do a whole second season? I don't think I don't. I think it was just a, their mistake for calling it season one. I don't know how they could possibly once they wrap it up in these four episodes. Could they find something as interesting and compelling as the the original? Or is it going to be like American Horror Story where they just continue? It's like every season's a new. What do you think? You think they just made a mistake? You already said it. You think they made a mistake calling it season one? Calling it season, it should just be part one, two, three, and four. I really don't know. I won't know until I watch it. But I, I. I Looking, uh, reading the description and seeing seems that, like it's kind it of seems like deal. it's just a one-off. They made four parts about this really crazy thing that happened. But would it freak you out if you saw that there were eight eps of this thing before looking at it? So you'd be like, oh, there's eight of them. So why no, couldn't they? Do however, f- they want to break it up, you know. Yeah, so maybe they did a season one and they're going to leave us yeah, hanging. We're not going to know. So that means they already have been picked up for two because you don't wrap up your whole story. You can't leave viewers hanging like that. So unless they already out of the gate got wrapped up or got uh, got set up for two, that's the only way they can leave you hanging at the end of the first series. I mean, Netflix is trying everything, so maybe that is something that they're doing. Is let's try and do two do automatic seasons, two yeah. seasons. It's only eight apps. How much could it possibly? Yeah. The production value doesn't look that expensive on this thing. Yeah, it's a true story. They're just gonna. Put a, yeah, I love Netflix, man. They're they're great. I want to show on Netflix. You want to show on Netflix? What do you show on Netflix? Be this will be our this will be our out because we're done, right? We have everything set for today. Uh, the um, the sponsor has been mm-hmm. served. Our sponsor, yeah. We discussed the Netflix stuff. We discussed mm-hmm. the dickhead, the campy dickhead at the, the dickhead. Starbucks. What a jerk! Uh, the episodes, but yeah, um, I would, dude. I wanted. I've always wanted to do a travel show. I mean, you you know that you know that how I try to do the YouTube travel show thing. That, yeah. That's a that's an honest, like an honest answer for what I would do on it. But you know, I got stupid bullshit ideas for. TV shows that I would want to do, and I would watch that. I would watch Isaiah Cooper. Yeah, take would, the world was Isaiah Cooper. See, as my a my idea show. for a travel show is I want to do a more of a submersive travel, where uh, you know all these travel shows, all these foods like uh, fuck that's delicious or um, good eats, uh, 
um, Anthony Bourdain, like all those shows, these people go and they spend a week there, they tr- shoot their show and they dip. I would do a whole season in one place. So like one okay. season would be in one place and I would like for one episode I would get a job working somewhere and like that would be like something I'm doing like I would go and live there in this place and so like season one would be blank and I would uh, um, like season one France Uh, season two um, you know Mexico North Cincinnati yeah or something like that yeah and that's how I would like that's how I'd like to do it and it could be like four or five episodes a season and that's how I think because it's like that's the most touristy fuck off place like how, how could you really explain to people what a place is like just by floating in like yeah I was here it was nice I did some things I left but it's I like, mean I went to the TGI Fridays went to the TGI Fridays we were at the whatever the, what are the got places the t- got the hat from the hard got rock the, yeah I mean what else is there to do in the well, whole place exactly so uh, we went to the cave they have their thing whatever their thing is we went there we went to the exactly so yeah. I mean and that's that. so that's the kind of travel show that I would like to do is like I would spend the one season would be in one place. I feel like now I'm, I'm like blocking scenes already from this. And I'm seeing you like disparage. You're like, it opens up in front of a TGI Fridays. You're like, look at this shit. Chain, you people are losers. You're just like <laughs> disparaging the people. And you're like, let's go around the corner. I know a place. This mm-hmm. is Joe's place. Right. And then I Bam, get a job that- at Joe's place and I work there. And then you're like, let's, can I wash some dishes here? I want to be here for like five apps. Can we do? Yeah. And then you break the fourth wall. We're going to be washing dishes at Joe's I'm going to be washing place. dishes here. Like this, what Bam. better way? Like, and wash then dishes, like, like, do something. There's like, a whole app on Joe's girlfriend. You're playing cards with her. She's just a fucking chatterbox. But you're living in Joe's second bedroom. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? You're Above the restaurant. It. Above yeah. the restaurant or below the restaurant. Right. However it works out, depending. Mm-hmm. I like that because it's... You and know? my whole the and then to wrap up the entire thing as the uh, comedy aspect, I've always wanted to have a comedy sh- have Seinfeld a show. clips. I'm a, right with you. Seinfeld <laughs> clips, bro. You got it. <laughs> where I, where you show up to a place, you experience the place for a while, and then you do a stand up, uh, you do a stand up routine that pertains to the place. Uh, there's actually an audible thing coming out, which I. I I'm never really frustrated when somebody does a parallel idea to what I've thought about. It just makes me feel like I've on in the right advance track. when they do parallel. Like, well, I've done like I've have an idea and I have no ability to like get it out or like maybe I'm trying to work on getting it out and then somebody who's big like does the same thing. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a little disparaging at first, but at the same time it's like well I have parallel thinking with these people, so it's not too bad. But uh, I was so I've had this idea to do this for a very long time and the uh, are you familiar with the Scalar brothers? Those yeah. twins. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they have this. They have uh, an Audible. You can download it on Audible.com, where they fly into a, a, a city and they hang around the city and then they go and they do ten minutes of uh, material. Totally related to the area. Yes. Yes. Totally yes, related I've to the area. That. I've yeah. heard that. That's the tour that they've been on. Yeah. That's so you can listen to working yeah. out. Exactly. Isn't that so? When I heard that, I was like, God damn it! It's like really similar. But I would want to do. Uh, I would want to do a, a show. You would want to have like, Anthony Bourdain on your show alongside of you, which is different than those. There's a couple I, of jerk offs. A couple of jerk offs. To be honest, the twins. I, that's been fucking done so many times. It's been done. Those hacks. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, yeah. So, everybody, thank you so much. Uh, this is this is a very perfect length for an episode, an hour and twenty minutes. Uh, we will be doing this in person uh, from now on. I think this will be much better, much cleaner. And to be honest, man, um, you know, th- I'm very excited for for where this is where this is going to keep going and where we're going with this. This is a lot of fun. Fuck yeah! This was the four and a half inches 
of a podcast. Enough to get the job done. Any more is overkill. I think we landed right where we need to. Loved it. Loved it. Thank you, everybody. We will hear you. Or we'll, we will, uh, you know, see you on the next episode where we talk about uh, talk about Evil Genius. Uh, we talk about Cody, which is the um, the little like software thing. Uh, Patty McCord, the Netflix thing. That's what we'll talk about. What was I had? Oh, you put me on the spot. I had Dana Gould. And uh, conspiracy theories. I got to pick my favorite conspiracy. I'm theory. very excited about that. And then Jack Black and that other guy whose name I can't fucking remember. The big bald Kyle guy. Gass. I think I remember his name was Kyle Gas. <laughs> Tenacious. <laughs> Did I just fucking D. Tenacious D. No, that was perfect. That was All perfect. Right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody.